Um, okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready and rolling, man. Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. I'm Brad. And together we are Going Off Dynamic Track. <laughs> okay. What do we like? We do that like what? Like once every five episodes? Yeah, and it always goes poorly. <laughs> Because as you're saying it, I'm trying to figure out something clever to say. You know what? Let me tell you something. Our rehearsals have been poor lately for the, the intros. The yes. intro rehearsals have really... I think people like... You can tell it's very spontaneous. <laughs> I want to say something, Brad. Uh, Brad poured me a glass of water with a bunch of big ice cubes in it. And I never put ice cubes in my water. And I got to say, it makes it way better. Yeah, I've never been a big ice cube guy in general, even on a plane. Like anything I'm getting, you want? I like no ice. No, me neither. Well, the only the only thing that I was ever religious <laughs> about ice cubes with before was Coca Cola. One of my remedies for a hangover would be a tall glass of Coke, really, with ice cubes and a straw. And I don't know why. It's just all of those elements together. Popping a can, no good. Somehow I had to put it in glass with ice and put a straw in it and it would just be like instant like and that's the only time i ever drink coke i don't drink soda ever yeah just with a hangover but the ice thing when we moved in here you know this is like my f- even though i'm an ancient human <laughs> this is kind of my first adult apartment <laughs> you know this is the apartment that i got married and moved into and right we put the fridge in and like the fridge had an ice machine and a cold water dispenser and the f- the fucking mentally challenged man who was our contractor was like, oh yeah, the fridge is on the wrong side of the kitchen. We can't, we can't put a water line to it. And I thought, really? And he's like, yeah, no, I can't do it. So he finished up his contracting and left. And a couple of weeks later, I'm at Home Depot getting something else. And there's this like coiled, like copper line that you use to run water to your refrigerator from your sink. Like, you know, it was a really easy install basic plumbing 101 like so i installed the water line to my fridge and so then once i had it of course i had to use it so i put ice in everything gotcha my water my drinks make mixed drinks with ice yeah great like i never grew up in a suburban home with one of those ice machine fridges yeah i'm kind of spoiled now yeah i don't have one i just have the ice trays yeah, which is a hassle. So it never, is a little bit of a hassle. Maybe that's why I don't so use never, it as much. Yeah, ice. that's why you never use it. That's how. Yeah. That's how I grew up, and that's how I essentially lived my life as an adult too. Never had an ice machine, so now that I have it, I use it all the time. To the point where my freaking kids are spoiled; they can't like drink water without ice in it. Yeah, yeah, that's all they know. It's all they know, man. Um, well, I'm glad <laughs> all of our listeners got to that very exciting conversation <laughs> about ice uh, today on the podcast. Uh, friend of the podcast guest occasional guest host yeah uh jeff rosenstock uh jeff is doing great i actually saw him play last night uh which is why i could use a coke <laughs> with ice because i feel sort of hungover <laughs> i might have one you want uh, see? no it's okay <laughs> uh jeff uh has just wrapped up a tour the last night was was last night the last night of the tour was last night here uh with the men singers and roswell kid uh all three great bands uh yeah, and Jeff uh, put out a record last year called Worry um, that's really great, and it seems like Jeff is doing super awesome. Every time I see him, it's like a bigger and bigger place. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we kind of talk about it here, but 
he's really taken off. Yeah. And he deserves it. Yeah, he, he deserves, deserves it. all of it. He does. And I think he's got uh his band is great and he's got a great team at Sad One Dummy behind him. And uh yeah, I'm really happy for him. Uh I wish he was home more so we could hang more, but that's just me being a selfish dick. <laughs> I'm so I'm happy he's on tour. And speaking of Jeff on tour, if you didn't catch him on that Menzingers tour, uh he's gonna be doing a lot of shows in Europe this summer. He's playing uh Gros Rock Festival, April 30th, which I've played once. It's an amazing festival. It's in Belgium. And then he's going on early May. He's going to be Sweden, Germany, Austria, Croatia, France, the UK, a bunch of shows in the UK at the end of May. So um, if you're in Europe, definitely go online and see when Jeff is coming to your country because you'll not want to miss it. Because he'll be there. Because he'll be there. Try and catch him in Croatia, I would say. Really? Have you been to... Who's going no, to Italy? I've never been there. I haven't either. <laughs> Just seems like a great place to see see a show, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <clears throat> Zagreb, Croatia on May 11th. There you go. You gotta go. We should go. Okay. I'll, I'll go online and get us tickets. Okay, perfect. Um, while Brad's getting us tickets, uh, you can listen to this podcast we recorded a while back with our friend and awesome dude, Jeff Rosenstock. This is my hooded sweatshirt. You left it here last time, which is probably a long time ago. Uh, I left it here, I think, during Laura's. Laura's podcast. Yeah, so last time was Mikey Erg. And, oh, right. And my dear friend Bobby Moynihan. Uh, oh, right. For the interview. On. That was fun. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> the Bobby Moynihan one. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, crazy. It smells like Drunk sausage, uncle. kind of. Is that accurate? Sure. <laughs> Breakfast sausage. Breakfast sausage. It's got a sweetness to it, though. Yeah, some see if you can uh, like a maple identify the glaze. Oh, you know what? This isn't a like an Italian sausage. I smell like a basil. (laughs) I believe there were like some kind of condiments in your pockets as well. I like. Oh, I'm really sensing Italian sausage. (laughs) No, Jonah. Are you guess, are you smelling I'm like, Italian I'm a sausage? little bit sick. I can't smell anything. I feel like there's a caraway seed, a faint caraway seed. And Benny uh, is now eating Jeff's sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I am sometimes when I do smell food, it does make me want said food. Really? Yeah, yeah. of course. That's how like, it works. That's the best part of eating. But you, guys- you know what sucks is the smell of like certain meats that I used to enjoy. Like a no, bacon you, or a sausage makes me want bacon or sausage. Nope, you just get a Morning Star slice of bacon, same exact thing. <laughs> I know you love the Morning Star. At your house, you had the spicy chicken nuggets. Yeah, I get all that stuff. I know love it's it. not good for me. I'm not allowed to eat it at home anymore, so I was so yeah. happy when you had it. Yeah, anytime you want to come over, have some Morning Star buffalo wings. It's nice some. staying at your house. You uh-huh. get fed. Yeah, you do. You get like you get beers. You get- yeah, like you leave like a little bowl out. Like, like, it's really, it's nice. It's like, it's warm. I mean, thanks, thanks. I know, I know it makes me happy when I'm at other people's houses. Just like, yeah. Or I guess I just know what I want when I get home. I want that bowl there. If you need like a LP mailer, you can find one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do. um, It's not, we don't do it out of the house anymore because I'm on tour all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Night Owls print does it. Okay. Um, but that just means I have more mailers because <laughs> I like stopped. I didn't like, uh, all right, I'm going to mail out 30 more records and use like 
a hundred more feet of bubble wrap, and that's it. Like, so now I just have this shit that I'm. Uh, what, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> What's know? your relationship like with the employees at the local post office? Um, I started doing post office pickup from my house. Oh, uh, and my relationship with one of the guys uh, never showed up on time. Ish. Uh, like didn't show up like within the window. Would tell me like. I filled something out wrong, but I like filled. But like I went through it with it. Was like this is how we do. It's like yeah, and I I like do it through the app, through the website. Show up at a shitty time. I'd be like, okay, I've been sitting around all day, but whatever, because um, usually I'm behind. I haven't done enough mail order anyway, uh, so just like pack it like crazy. Uh, and then he's always like, all right, make sure you give me a good rating on a thing. Like there's no. There's no um, avenue to rate oh. my postal worker. It's not like but Uber, every time, like yeah, it's not like I get delivery. five stars okay. like after the ride or anything. <laughs> but you just be like, yeah, make sure uh, you, you you give us a good rating. It's like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking stuff like about? That, I'm, I'm, stuff like that, I'm always like, yeah, I totally will. Yeah, like, I'm like, there's no way no, you'll I mean, follow up yeah, on I didn't this. argue with him and go, yeah. I don't think a rating system is in place, you know, like, no. You're like, sir, do you, <laughs> do you imagine I'll call the Better British Business Bureau right now and just be like, these guys are cool. Yeah. Like, how do you even do it? Maybe he wanted me to call the post office and wait for like an hour on the phone <laughs> yeah. with the fucking post just office. Just be like, this but... guy was on point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rating. Do you guys feel like you get in the moods for certain foods? Or do you feel like as you get older, you're just like, oh, whatever's in front of me is fine? I feel like I'm turning more into that guy. Me too. I don't want to be that guy. I don't either. Oof. What I'm, do we do? I've been that guy for a while. Wait, I don't you guys know. are like food neutral? Sort of. I'm just. I like, mean,. Sorry. I like I like everything, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not like, you know how someone's like, I really want to eat Mexican food tonight. I'm never like, I don't like crave a certain kind of food. I'm just mm. like, whatever there's something I can find, it'll be fine. How many times mm. a month would you say you're in the mood for a specific thing? On average. Uh, almost never. Wow. I would okay, say only no. if I like I'm like went to yoga and I want to or I like I'm like I want to eat something healthy I'll make a smoothie or I'm in the mood like this guy's bragging about yoga huh? I know, so, so <laughs> no, slim but uh, <laughs> I mean you know but I'm never like ne- never I'm never like I want to eat a steak tonight but if someone makes steak I'm like oh I love steak this is great yeah no I'm the same way I think it's that if you're if you have good food though like I think the people I, I find that the you know I usually let anybody else choose because I feel like I can like you said I can find something on a good menu that i like yeah but i want to be i want to have that like passion yeah passion for like having a craving yeah it's called being pregnant you can't do that (laughs) i feel bad for you guys (laughs) do you feel like you you have option paralysis like there's just too much for you to deal with oh yeah that's a thing because being vegetarian yeah you're 90 percent of your options are yeah Yeah. and that's and eventually you you actually get these weird vegetarian like blinders on menus where your eyes just go straight to like portobello mushroom sandwich yeah or veggie burger or some kind of salad which are usually your three I, options in about yeah so, you know you might percent of yeah, places. Yeah. but yeah. i think you know you you do get cravings if your body actually needs certain nutrition and if I you're crave vegetarian protein yeah so you and like really, carbs like yeah like i'll wake up and i'll be like i can't have like fruit for breakfast today i need like carby yeah. like philly food but i do think some of that's a result of being a vegetarian so long and my body kind of thinking that's meat maybe or me being like a big ass dude who's just like give me a biscuit and then i <laughs> <Yeah>. feel <laughs> full when I you're a vegetarian a- like all you eat is fucking carbs 
Yeah, I try not to, yeah, but it's, it's hard. almost hard. Yeah. It's very hard not to. Yeah. When, I'm a, when you're a little vegetarian, like a young, when did you start? 15, yeah. 16. And I was full on by like 14. So like, <sighs> like what, bagels? 14. Fries. I mean. Yeah, bagels, fries, uh, pizza. Because you had the same thing. You had to be vegetarian in high school. Yeah, and I'm from Long Island, which like Jersey, lots of diners. So omelets, Man. so toast, many home omelets. fries. Yeah, <laughs> so many omelets yeah. in my life. Did and you I, feel like diners have gotten like five times more expensive? Yeah, since? there's something happened about 10 years ago, which. Dinergate. Well, it started <laughs> it started converging like bistro dining and diner dining yeah. in the same place where they're like, "Oh, we serve booze. We have fish. We're like we're like an upscale diner with like music and cool lights." Yeah. And we can charge you like, yeah, like $8 like, more for eggs. Yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. I feel like I used to get an American cheese omelet. Yo, I right toast. Hash browns for like four yeah. bucks, dirty bucks. cup of coffee. Like, yep. come Did on. you guys have Denny's or you had like legit? Because we only we, had Denny's. Well, Jersey's got those cool diners. Yeah, man. yeah, we had Denny's, but like it was not we, attended. Yeah, I don't think we even. I can't think. I of remember Denny's going to Long Denny's Island. so long ago that you could smoke in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I remember we tried to smoke cloves. And the waitress being like, you can't smoke cloves in this Denny's. And us being like... You can only smoke crack. Yeah. Us being like, what do you mean you can't smoke these disgusting, like... I almost got arrested at Denny's twice. Um, What'd you do? Well, you I, was in a story band. Or is that a- I was in That's a band. It. Anyways, Jeff, you have a new record out. I was in a band uh, towards the end of high school called Yell Boy, which was also eventually called Full Circle Swing. Long story. But Yell Boy... Uh, Used to have practice on Friday nights, so I'd go, I was still in high school, so I'd go after school, drive up to Woodbridge, and the tradition was to go to the Denny's by their practice space, like, after practice. These guys were like... What time is this? Are you going over there usually? Late evening. I used to spend the weekends there, because, like, I'd drive up, I had a shitty car, my mom didn't care, and I had some friends up there who had, like cool houses with parents who were like whatevs yeah. you know so i spent a lot of weekends like junior senior year of high school up that way so it's pretty late and and that town can get funny you're right next to like carteret and perth amboy these funky parts of jersey that you know some bike stealers some dirty little oil towns on the bay there like it's pretty gross so one time my good friend evan was doing graffiti in the parking lot and cop rolled up and had to speed out that was the first time and then the second time these guys had a habit of like doing dine and ditch which i fucking hate that and doesn't I never, seem like up your oh my god i hate it yeah, so that much seems like the anti-everything benny like anytime my friends would do it i very begrudgingly went along because what are you gonna do and and then be ridiculed yeah just forever just because of what your share well pay my share brad <laughs> it's funny you say that because the second time i almost got arrested that's what you're doing the boys brought it up out of nowhere I took a stand. I was gainfully employed delivering pizzas at the time, had a few dollars, and I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck these guys. And I stayed where I was. So do they exit? And I what, told the what? waitress, she came up, I'm like, yo, this is the deal. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. What do you want to do? Manager came over. He was like pretty pissed and yelling at me. And I started yelling at him. 
And that's when, like, he, you know, like, threatened to call the cops and all this. But, like, we ended up working out an agreement, which was cool. And I didn't involve ratting out your friends. I paid half the bill. Oh, shit. And they let me go. And I had to beep somebody and got picked up, like, three blocks away. (laughs) (laughs) Did your friends leave one at a time? No. no? And it was, like, one of those, like, out of nowhere, someone had the idea. And they were like, yo, let's do it. Boom. And before I knew it, like, everyone's going. And I was just, like, not up for it. I just ate. Yeah. I was, like, (laughs) I was pretty chubby in those days. And going to Denny's, like, I was going big when I went to (laughs) Denny's. What's your order? I used to go there... And before I even ordered a meal, I would start with a side of dinner rolls and butter. Whoa. That's real. I'd have like a Is good... that free? No, it's not. <laughs> Four purchase dinner rolls. <laughs> and that was my app. Talk about carb crazy. You know? So, I, yeah, I got a little history with Denny's. Considering that Denny's is like the number one North American destination for post-midnight munch outs, like... There's probably a lot. Got work for Denny's. There's probably yeah. a lot of people have been arrested. Hey, come by for a post midnight munch. I'd be willing to. I'd be willing if I had to bet on what restaurant more people have been arrested in in North America. I would put Denny's as like number one. Don't say North America. Say North North America because more yeah, people about, have been arrested at Waffle, Waffle House, House for yeah. sure. <laughs> did, did you, did, have you guys? Ever, the same thing. Yeah, like, have you guys ever get hit up by Denny's and they do a thing where like get like Gaslight Anthem nachos or whatever? Oh, like, take it back. Sunday had yeah. nachos. Some bands did yeah. do Denny's stuff. Yeah. Only only thing we ever did was I got Taco Bell bucks. Yeah. Yeah. We, got those we did too. do that. I didn't was, realize you can only get Taco Bell bucks one time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I was like giving them away. Oh, you were? <laughs> Did you know that you them. could use like the, we would get the $5 ones and you could get change back oh, in yeah. cash? They, trust yeah, me. They stopped, they stopped doing you do that. that. Yeah. The member no, of the band nicknamed Sleazy. <laughs> uh, like, I want one taco. Figure that one out. Yeah. But, yeah. but not at a Taco Bell Express. Yeah, they won't do change. They only won't. the actual storefronts. Interesting. So if you're at like a rest area with a Taco Bell, they won't do it. But if you're at a proper self-standing Taco Bell. What if it's like a Taco Bell KFC combo? No. Uh, um, don't know. It depends. I mean, yeah, yeah, sometimes those are full Taco if it, I think You know the difference between a full Taco Bell and a yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah, Express, I guess that's you know? true. Basically, everything they right? do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. With gordita yeah. shells goes out the window at the small one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like, they they give you a weird time about trying to put different things in different stuff. Like if you want to yeah. put beans in something, oh they're like, "No, we can't do it here." It's a top. Remember Bell the Express. bean like, the shell, of like two thousand six when they stopped putting beans in the hard shells and put them in a small ramekin on the side for you because they would break the shell putting it in. This came no. from corporate too. It came from no. up top. No, and the women at ta- the people at Taco Bell who even worked there were like. I don't fucking know, man. Like, but we're What's supposed. What's a ramekin? It's a small plastic side okay. side dish cup. Wow, nice good word. word yeah, yeah. Oh, I've worked in food service, so I've had to order a lot of ramekins. You know, <laughs> there are many sized ramekins, <laughs> styles of ramekins. Where do you get your ramekins? Just restaurant yeah, supply restaurant store. Supply. Yeah. Dot yeah. com probably oh, these days. Oh yeah, great website. <laughs> uh, how do you spell ramekin? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> something like it's your Q. I don't know. I I imagine like a good name for like a the company game. that makes that makes ramen noodles. <laughs> Jeff, you recently went to Tijuana. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, played a show. Lots you, of ramekins. There. Did you have any Mexican food while you were in Mexico? Uh, I had a street taco, a chilarino taco, and I had um this Mexican delicacy called pho. 
What's that? Vietnamese noodle soup. <laughs> they, had a, nice. they had a vegan pho and was like, oh, well, all right. There, this isn't everywhere. You can't usually find one. Let's go. That's fine. So, yeah. Add a taco and a bowl of. How was the street taco? Was it was awesome? It was good. Yeah, 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 they're great. Yeah, if you go to Mexico, have street tacos. How how was? uh, Can you talk a little bit about the show? It was you and Chris, and you guys had like a whole posse, kind of. Yeah. So us, Chris Farron, Casey, uh, Hard Girls, yeah. Casey, Casey was down there. Our whole band, our whole crew was down there. Uh, Dan from Noisy, Jamie was there. Yeah, Jamie Erica. and Christina from Side One. Wow. Erica taking pictures. Two of my buddies, Fletcher and Diego, came down for it. Um, Jordan from Roswell Kid came down. So yeah, Fun. we went down with the crew. And also, the weird thing is, have you ever been to Mexico? You ever Never. been to Tijuana? No. no. Okay. Um, well, then this is like whatever. But I feel like the, I not I feel like I know for a fact the last. Two times I'd been there because um, we started like bomb went there one day after a San Diego show because we had nowhere to stay. And I was just like, well, why don't we just park at the border and walk across the Tijuana? It's so expensive to stay in San Diego. It's cheaper to stay down there. And everyone's like, oh, OK. Um, and we just like walked through a turnstile and there was like a man next to the turnstile holding like an assault rifle, not looking at us. <laughs> And then there was nothing else. And then we're in Tijuana. It was like, or we were in Mexico. It was like, oh shit. Um, and that happened the second time too. And then I'm telling like 17 people, all like, just like, yeah, man, there's no border. It's going to be fucking awesome. And then like, there's like, a, I don't know what happened, but there's an enormous border building <laughs> and everybody got checked and people got taken aside and asked questions and stuff. Nothing crazy, but it's weird that, uh, I am. I. It's like I made it all up. It never happened. I'm like wondering if it actually ever did really happen. It probably but did. It's it probably must have. now. It's like you know. Yeah. I was wonder it, why. Was it like it why. is? Who knows, right? Yeah. Was it like it was in like Europe and South America where you get there and you kind of had like the people putting on the show? You almost had like people picking you up and like handlers almost you know um, the way it is when you go to certain places no um, kind of i mean we knew where we were going it's not that far like my cell phone still works down there and stuff yeah, so yeah. it's this weird like middle ground of like you're definitely in another country but it's so close to america it's a saturday so there's a lot of just like you know people from san diego going down there to drink and shit um by so- percocets yeah, yeah, buy their buy their stuff. Is that what you buy at the pharmacies down there? I see all I the Mexican know. pharmacies, and I'm like, I know there's something. I know I people are here. coming down here for something, but yeah. I don't know what it is. It was like get, Advil has yeah. opium coating on it. <laughs> right. like, Again, what? my only reference. We talked about this before. My only reference to this is films. So yeah. that's <laughs> that's what I know. So my we were talking about how all I know about forward infantry units. In the Army is from the Pauly Shore movie In the Army Now. <laughs> the only reason I know that song, the Army Ranger song, is because of Judd Nelson in The Breakfast Club. How, uh, and for how much Mexico, fact-checking do you think went into In the Army Now? Yeah. A lot. Yeah? David Allen Greer won't work <laughs> unless everything is laid out. He's, yeah. he's a professional. Okay, yeah. And then I think all I know about buying stuff in Mexico is from either the movie Traffic or... Or the movie that the new one with McConaughey when he gets the HIV drugs, Dallas Buyers Dallas Club. Buyers Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much. So that's my reference. Yeah, is it like that? <laughs> uh, 
It's exactly like that, Benny. Oh, cool. Yeah. As long as you have no follow-up questions, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was so, yeah, we just took like, you know, we took a cab to the club. You get like out of the border and everybody's trying to give you a cab. It's like that kind of place right. where it's just like, ah. Um, you know, intense. you get in the cab. Um, we went to the club. Like, again, like we knew what we were doing. This is the third time I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we kind of knew the deal. But like, usually when you get in a cab in Tijuana, at least like for a bunch of guys going down to Tijuana, like they do not. They will not accept not taking you to a strip club. Yeah. They will not not do it. You're just like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to. And they'll be like, oh, you want a gay strip club? We're like, no, I just don't want any <laughs> strip club. It's like, either way, we don't want to go there. We yeah. want to go to like a bar and walk around. I feel somewhere. like when you they, do that, it gets worse too. Like, do you want young girls? And you're like, no, yeah. just no. Yeah, they just think <laughs> they can't like yeah. figure out the kind of strip club you need to go to. What level of Valhalla do these white people need? <laughs> they dropped us themselves. off the first time at a strip club club where everybody was dressed as cave people outside like what? cavemen and what? shit like flintstones that's a thing and, and they were just like handing us flyers we we're just like run run away <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god um <laughs> we were man. talking so the show there you had mexican fans as well as san yeah. diego yeah yeah that was cool that's a nice surprise yeah. but it's awesome you know i think i think it's weird the bands just don't I mean, the way we played, like, we didn't bring our amps or anything down. We just walked across with our guitars and pedals and stuff. Um, and when Bomb played, we didn't even bring guitars. We just walked across. Um, so I see why bands don't play down there. Uh, but I don't know. It's so It was so easy. Like, we'll definitely do it again. It's cool. Like, I don't know. People in Mexico like music. <laughs> play music, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like, I feel like, worry, I've seen so much more stuff like i feel like i've seen so much press on it i've heard yeah. so do you feel like this record for some reason is just bigger than anything you've sort of done before do you feel yeah. like people are yeah absolutely because like i'm every... still like trying to process like yeah what the it's fuck pretty is going crazy on. yeah i don't know i don't know like it's kind of is a... that validating yeah certainly it's validating and like the release show like the day that the record came out was it was insane like it was like i couldn't i was like you know, being really narcissistic and like looking at my Twitter and shit and be like, oh, who's saying nice things about me? And like, it wouldn't, like, it couldn't load fast enough. Like, that's crazy. It was just like, oh my God. Um, and then the show, like, we played like a sold out release show, is like getting like positive press and shit. Where and was, was the release like, show? The hi hat. Uh-uh. Um, like, it was cool. Uh, like, I, and I, it was, I was just really, really happy. Um, I don't know. What's going to happen, though? So I just am trying to continue to, I guess, temper my expectations. Uh, I don't, you know, I've been doing this for a very, 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 very long time. So it's like, right. there's no, I'm not, I haven't been like, all right, and then one of these days I'm going to make it. Like, that's <laughs> not like the vibe I've ever had. I just like doing it. But it is like, it's fucking cool that this record seems to have done a thing that the other ones hadn't. You know what I mean? Do you feel like, um, like, I know we come from similar places and through the years, I think you've actually managed to stay way closer to probably where you came from than I did. Yeah. And like, like, is there any part of what's happening now that gives you that, like, gives you the, the jitters or like, or like guilt or, or something about kind of crossing into the other side just like, like punk guilt kind of well sort of i mean like because there's this blanket like there's this blanket kind of like <laughs> coming down we under like 
the dark side thing to like yeah. going to this other side where all of a sudden a ton of people are like working on your record pushing it yeah i mean even side one like yeah it's a cool small label but in any day you still go there and there's like seven or eight people working on very specific things like pushing your album yeah and i know through the years you've made a super conscious effort to like keep your hands on everything yeah. to the point where you like self-release and like do it for free and do it online. Love like, a good self-release. I know you. So like, so are you meeting somewhere in the middle or are you just stoked about all of it? Um, I mean, I guess I'm meeting, I, meeting in the middle. How could I explain it? Uh, I know everybody at side one. Like it's, I think it was a lot weirder on the first record because I didn't know everybody at side mm. one. Um, and I was kind of taking a shot in the dark. It just like, you know, uh, Christina and Jamie and everybody seem really nice. And I knew, um, this guy, Matt, who used to work there, who, uh, like it helped set up shows and stuff for bomb at back of the day. So like, I knew that they were kind of rooted in the same stuff that I was. So that was like taking a chance, like signing a record contract was, was weird. That was taking a chance. This time mm-hmm. it was like, all right, I'm already in, you know, I already know how this is going to go. And I already like these people. So it's just kind of talking to people and um that's kind of how it is with everything like our booking agent is greg horble who i've known from not even the world is a beautiful place but from my heart to joy his like emo band before that we used to play together like all the people that we work with that are kind of in like deeper in down the hole you know what i mean uh they're all buddies that i've had for a long time um and I don't know, nothing's come up yet where I've had to like make a decision to like work with someone that I don't know or anything like that. So it does kind of still feel like, you know, I'm not, not like I'm in control, but just like, I know that things are going, Yeah, I could trust that things are not being misrepresented. Uh, and, uh, I think that's important. And like, you know, and also like with things changing, it's like the music is changing all still honest. It's uh, not that the music is changing at all, but like. I feel like as long as I'm just, like, going out there and doing whatever, being honest, like, you know, what else can I do? It does feel weird to sell all shit at shows, but I've, I'll feel weird about that till the day I die. And yeah. I think that that just is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny that I basically set this interview up through Christine. Like, oh, uh, like you? <laughs> I copied Christine on that as a joke. Yeah, Christine tour managing. Yeah, yeah. I copied everybody on it as a bit, and then Christine uh, went a little too dry with her jokes and started legitimately booking this interview. I was like, oh, maybe. I was like, well, Jeff it does like to keep things internal. I was like, maybe this is like. Well, Christine is tour managing for she us is? now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep it in the fam. Yeah, why not? You yeah. Know? I mean, I feel like if things start going well, like. And people want to do stuff and like, why not pass it around? And, you know, you know all about that. I do. I mean, you know, there are downsides to it sometimes. Yeah. You know, when it gets to a certain point, like, I think people who were friends who you're now in a partnership with, with like expectations and obligations and responsibilities, like people can actually start to play that friend card against you pretty hard. Yeah, and we've learned that the hard way. I learned that the hard way for sure. Where like that idea that we've known each other forever, this and that, like the idea that somebody who's hungry and random and foreign to the whole thing may actually keep like a sharper outlook on the prize. Yeah. And, and you know, and then yeah. at the same token, I think you can speak to somebody 
you're paying to do a job in a different way than like somebody you've known like your whole life. Not yeah. that you have to be like disrespectful to a person, but yeah. somebody I've known my whole life, I'm going to have a hard time making a call being like, yo, you said fucking March 15th and yeah. it's like March 18th. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, come on, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to make that call to like somebody who's like my old boy or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So I feel like. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, that does, that comes up all the time with everybody. But, you know, I don't know. Because you're a giver. I think I'm a little lax, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, I feel like, I mean, and I've been in a studio with you and I've done like short <laughs> tours with you and stuff, but I feel like it seems to me that, and it, and it might touch on what you just said, that like the actual musical experience, as long as like that's intact and you are feeling good about what's happening in that, because you're, I even wrote it down. What was it? A jovial perfectionist is kind of what I find you like. I, yeah, I feel, in this I'm realizing I'm, I'm a pretty fucking I'm a hard house kind of at the studio. No, no, like no, I'm but, just like, all right, nope, we got to get it done. Yeah, right. but yeah. like, but there were a couple times we were in a studio together where um, I remember one time when it was like something that you were just like, "Yo, I hear it this way, and I need to hear it this way." And I'm like, "Fuck it, good." You know what I mean? Yeah. I like when somebody is really passionate about, like, especially if they have a vision about it. And then I remember another time I was trying to, like, because for, for clarity, when I record drums for these Antarctico Vespucci records, <laughs> I usually do not get a lot of, like, rollout. Yeah, there's not a lot of lead <laughs> yeah. time. Like, I get, like... Also, you are recording drums to music that has already been recorded. <laughs> right. Just because that's how it went on the first record. Because yeah. we weren't going to even... We didn't know what we were going to do. And we saw you, like, after we had recorded <laughs> yeah, yeah. it with a drum machine. You're like, I'll play drums on that. Yeah. And that record turned out good. So we're like... Okay, let's just keep doing it exactly like that, right. you know? And I love it, but it also, like, doesn't leave me... Like, the last time we did it, I got, like, nine songs about yeah. three days before <laughs> yeah. we were about to do this. Yeah. I was, you know, I got my head around all of it, but there's, like, little things here and there that you miss. But Jeff is, like, really into the little things. Like, it's not like you're writing a song and it's just, like, oh, the riff, the melody, this, like, every little, like... The fills and the way things move around, you have yeah. a specific idea. And I remember one part I was having a hard time doing. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, I'm mean, I'm like sitting there in the fucking studio. I think I didn't eat breakfast yet or something. I was getting grumpy. I'm like, Jeff, I'm like, you did this with a fucking program. I'm a human and I can't do this. Like it's an impossible beat to play. You did it because only a machine could do it. And Jeff's like super calm and cool. He's like, dude, I really think you could do it. Maybe try it like this. Do it like this. And like he was totally right. Within like three more passes, I was like, oh, all right, right. I just have to do it like this. I think cool. I told you to switch hands switch on hands. a crash. And you gave me a look that I thought you were going to fight me. And I was I just like. I didn't eat breakfast. Oh, I was, no. I was, I was grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I had that last time you guys recorded, I didn't want to be drama about it. The wife was so pregs. Yeah. No, and I, I was I, having a hard time carving out that time. Yeah. it was. I, we appreciate that you carved out that angry. time. I was wondering. And now number one to the top of the chart set record. Look at yeah. all this now. What do you mean? <laughs> what is? Oh, no, never mind. That record did real <laughs> yeah. bad. No money got made on it. Uh, oh, oh, you mean like number one billboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And Argo Vespucci. So cool. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what do you think you would be like in the 80s? <laughs> like, if you were, like, 
Well, then I'd be born like what me now in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having so, been born in the so let's say you were born in what eighty two. Yeah. So let's say you were born in now sixty seven. Okay, yeah. fifteen years before. So like, so you were like in the heart of the eighties. You were like coming up, and you were like a musician, and all the stuff you do now with like digital. And free downloads and things like that didn't exist yet. Your lost podcast. Yeah. yeah, the podcast. Like when only the super underground and like the man structure like existed when there wasn't this cool like internet in between. Yeah. Like what do you think you would have done? Um, That's a crazy question. I think that it kind of stems to... The recording, I think, is the thing that's really been democratized more than anything. Like, anybody can make a record now. That's how I kind of learned how to make records. And, like, I went to school to learn how to record for a little bit. And I didn't learn. I couldn't learn there. I couldn't learn in that environment. It didn't make any sense. I was self-conscious. I wasn't like, you know, I'm not going to, like, record a song about, like, Nintendo, like, in front of, like, my, like, 12, like, academic people who were like, oh, you know, I wonder if, like, the 4K, if there should be a crossover on this. I was just like, I don't fucking understand that stuff that well. Um, So I don't know. I maybe would have done four-track stuff and, uh, geez, I'm not sure. Tapes? I, I don't know. Like... I think that so much of what I've, like, tried to do myself was inspired by, uh, like, 80s hardcore, very specifically, like, Discord, um, that it's just kind of like, I, I if I didn't have that in front of me, I might not have known that it was possible to do that, uh, so I might have just given up and tried to do graphic design, probably, to be <laughs> honest with you, and, like, listen to Cindy Lauper and be like, this is good. <laughs> What was graphic design even like in the 80s? What were we dealing with then? We were dealing with film. You were dealing oh, with... Oh, film, yeah. Probably, yeah. I Fuck, did... I don't know. I'm glad I wasn't born then. I have no idea. The two things... I, that... I keep picturing what you would look like if you were born then. And oh, I keep yeah. picturing you in a Hawaiian shirt for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I have a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt at home. Yeah. I can I'm wear thinking... it next time we hang out. Yeah. You can see if it... Yeah. I'm thinking serious mutton chops, too. Yeah. Like... No, I big. can't grow... If I could grow serious mutton chops, I, bet, I would grow... You can't grow chops? No, I got a little space oh. over here. Yeah, yeah, I can't grow me there, Benny, but you have some yeah. very impressive ones. Thank you. It seems like you could just do whatever you want yeah. facial hair-wise. Now I can. But it took... It took some, well, look, you know, I still have a hard time... Connecting? My connection's not great. Yeah. I still... And I'm pointing uh. to the bottom of my mustache. Because <laughs> there have been a times I would have brought this lower... You know, because yeah. I'm into that idea of like a handlebar, especially yeah. for like a stupid idiot like me. I think like <laughs> being in a handlebar mustache is just like ironically hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know, being a um, musician is great, huh? You can do whatever you want face wise. You know what? And hair, man. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm so happy I have long hair now. <laughs> I really am, especially in this era we're in, like civilly, you know, with like this conversation about grabbing women's vaginas and what defines <laughs> yeah. masculinity right now yeah. is is an interesting conversation nonetheless and i like like bucking the trends like as much as i can like you like that if somebody if a trump supporter looks at you they know you are not and you know that there is a difference between yeah. you and them and they see my size and my general attitude and know, like, I'm not going to fucking take their shit either. Yeah. Which is something I'm prideful of. Like, the fact that I'm, like, a vegetarian, 
long hair, generally hippie-ish in most of my things, <laughs> yeah. the way I handle myself. But like, I'm not going to fucking take shit from these guys either. You know? Yeah. I'm proud of that. And I wish more liberals were like that. I do. Oh, there's a few. A couple. <laughs> a couple. Liberals are tougher than I think they get credit for because we're not fucking vocal about it the way the brain dead of this country are. Well, don't say wait. How, how the fuck do you know what I am, Brad? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think Brad's um, including himself. Is this the royal we again? Yes. <laughs> we always deal with this here. <laughs> I just want to Brad, make you're wearing clear. pants today, and it's Jeff. So you know, I thought about it. I knew that it was warm. If I yeah, Brad wears these little boating shorts. If I'd have remembered that you I were going to be here, I would have worn my you shorts. Did? You were in jeans to start the day. I went out, got a bagel in jeans. Went was like, I'm going. I'm about to go on a bike ride. It's like 90 yeah. degrees out today. It's hot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unusually hot. I actually Betty said earlier today, it's like Jeff loves bagels. Yeah, I did. I do I can't I stop. They're so good. They're so fucking good. I What's can't the stop. best bagel in New York? Uh, th- okay, this is. I know this is oof. big. All right, well, yeah. wait. Let's break it down. First. Best bagel in my neighborhood. Yeah, let's do let's do Burroughs first. Well, I can't. I mean, I don't. You know. All right, best bagel in Greenpoint. Like the thing is that it used to always be about. I always used to be about the bagel store. Right. They raise their prices, and their bagels aren't as good anymore. Uh, the one over here. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So I know you've been going to that nice little Swedish. The yeah, Swedish place you want to talk conditory? Yeah, the so cool basically tunes. my favorite bagel in New York, and I could say it's my favorite bagel in, in New York, which is crazy because I think they get delivered. I think they get made that morning somewhere and delivered everywhere, is conditory on Manhattan Avenue. They're just good. They're the perfect perfect amount of everything stuff on it. They're really When you toast them, they're really crisp on the outside, real chewy on the Very inside. Important. It's what you want. Yeah. It's what you want in a bagel. I miss just a place in Long Island around my parents' house. It closed. Oh, um, what was that called? Oh, God, I don't know. This, like, Bagel Plus or something like that. You know, really just, like, nothing name to it. Um, they had crazy bagels there. They had, like, a super cinnamon bagel, which was, like, an enormous bagel with just, like, sticky sweet cinnamon inside of it. <laughs> they had an apple cinnamon bagels, like, great sweet bagels. They had egg bagels that were just enormous, an egg everything bagel. Mm. I used to an eat egg, egg everything bagel. Egg everything. That's rare. Yeah. That's rare. Yeah. It kicks huh. ass. Do you just uh, like an enormous everything bagel? I love a black Russian. Do you like a black Russian? I don't know what that is. It's a pumpernickel with sesame seeds. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah. Love a black but Russian. But that's a deep cut too. You don't see that. You don't at every... see that a lot. Yeah. You do see that at Conditori occasionally. The old I, Jewy I, bagel places. I was with someone recently, a musician, and they were talking about bagels and they were like, There's only seven kinds of bagels. There's oh. like they're like Asiago oh. cheese, like all the stuff. They're like, that's not a bagel. What Panera? Well, oh, okay. they, they were basically like you, at the they're airport? sesame everything, pumpernickel. Like they're like, there's these bagels, like I don't consider fancy flavors actual bagels. Well who the fuck says? Who's this musician? All right, whatever. We got, we got egg, we got plant, we got wheat, yeah. we have everything, we have onion, we have garlic, we have poppy seed, we have pumpernickel. Already over Already. seven. Yeah. yeah. And I those, even are like, those are just industry standards. standard. Yeah. You, you see how quick he rolled those off? <laughs> he was like Will Hunting saying Jeff, the names of his brothers. Jeff, have you ever, you know, we've talked. I like eat a bagel every morning. I was like, at some point I have to stop doing this. Like, Why? It's bad for you. Can't eat a fucking bagel every morning. You know, this is where mm. I think you could like why can french people like yeah, eat, eat a, a good piece of day. bread and cheese and croissant every morning and they're not like fat dicks like us <laughs> like what's going on there 
You bike around. I don't know. Like, come on, you're healthy. Kind of. I see you on stage. At times, at times I'm healthy. Shake a if lot. If I'm in the studio, I'm just sitting there for like months. Uh, studio is bad on the body. Yeah. Bad on the body. Yeah. Bad on the body. Yeah. Do you do yoga in the studio, Jonah? Uh, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. There's so much downtime. Yeah. Um, Jeff, were you guys doing a lot of drugs in that house when you were recording the record? Uh, what our record? There's some trippy stuff in the making of, of the record, dude. Like catching visuals. You're on like vision quests at night. It looked like so. So the making of worry. I don't know if you should watch it because it's awesome. It's yeah, watch 20 it. And watch it. Skip. I guess. I mean, I didn't know I should have smoked the bowl before watching like yeah. the making of your record. But it was a trippy experience. Were you guys on some like next level shit when you were doing it? No, I thought a. Uh, I saw like a, I, it's weird because it's nothing like, but I saw that modern baseball documentary for the record. I was like, wow, that's like a good, well-made, like, this is awesome. This gets me stoked on the record. I was like, and then I thought, I want to make a thing, but I was like, I don't want to just do what they did. It was like, okay, I want to make a thing. I want to make a movie that turns into a horror movie. <laughs> that's right. just like completely false, but like is made up of mostly real footage. Yeah. Um, and I have a buddy who like is an actor in horror movies and writes and stuff like that. And we've been talking about doing something together for a very long time, but like one of those two things ever crossed. So yeah, he came up there and we just like, it's so funny. Like watch it edited together that way. And where is that studio? It's in Stinson beach. It's in uh, Marin County, California. Okay. Um, and it's awesome. It's a cool spot. There were like shots that we weren't allowed to use in it that because uh, they didn't want to give away exactly where the studio was. Um, but yeah, it's trippy, right? Yeah, I was on like <laughs> a mystical journey when I was watching. I was expecting like, oh, this is like bass tone. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. I don't know. Is that how bass players talk? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's- <laughs> the amount of times John said, oh, this is like bass tone to me. It's like, wait, Brad, do your Jewish. You're in a room with three Jews. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> Tell us about a, a schmear. <laughs> well, are you a halfy too? Oh, I'm full. You're full. You're full blown. Oh, two I'm and full. a half Jews. Yeah, over two here. and a half Jews. Sorry. You're- wait, who is it for? you though dad or mom dad no no dad's catholic mom's jewish so you're jewish yeah but i was raised catholic but i but i know rosenstock is pretty jewish sounding rosenstock is a german name is it yeah Rosenstock. I think Bayer is yeah, that's a, what the guy at the fucking airport German. in Germany mm-hmm. said. We looked at the password. Rosenstock. Really? I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. Welcome home. <laughs> Listen, if there's anything I've learned about Europe, especially <laughs> now, Jonah recommended to me this podcast, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yes, which I can't stop listening to. Yeah, I'm obsessed, and it's awesome. This is this is I I feel like this this is like a little disingenuous of me though because I feel like I listened to this podcast a little bit and you've gotten so much deeper into oh. it that I'm like check out this podcast and you talk to me <laughs> like because and I'm like there's an eight part like at twenty epi- hour episode about the the mongrels and stuff yeah and I'm like it's amazing I'm like I've heard it's amazing I listened to like a half hour of it <laughs> oh. fell asleep okay yeah. so, so when you re- like when you recommend a friend a band to a friend and they're like they're my favorite band you're yeah. like oh, yeah. Jonah you're too honest just take it yeah maybe no, Dan Carlin would have given know, you a free membership or something I know it's a great <laughs> podcast but, but yeah it, so. wait a membership. Well, yeah, the only like the first 10 episodes are free and then you got to like go back to get his older ones. Oh, okay, but okay. now that I'm listening to it, the guy asked for a dollar and they're like three and a half hour, such well-researched, awesome podcast. Yeah, they're amazing. But what I've heard. I'm, I'm right now, I'm on the Blueprint for Armageddon, which what? is the World War I series. 
and I'm about six hours into it. And I've been reminded again of like the extremely loose borders of Europe over the last like 200 years. And that like German last names and European last names from Poland and France and Austria and all those places, especially like if you go south into Czechoslovakia, it all blurred so much. Yeah. It's just kind of like generally Central European after a certain point because it just got so muddled. And they hmm. keep kept fucking with lines every time and like moving things around. And, you know, I think I grew up assuming one of my grandfathers was Polish. And when I discovered exactly where he was from in Europe, there's a pretty good chance I'm part Czech. That just from like the way history goes. But so basically, like you guys are probably German. Yeah, well, I know certainly. You're, well, you're definitely. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's certainly no German. <laughs> well, Bayer, Bayer drugs, I think, is from Germany. Yeah. I think. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, you guys made heroin. Whoa, I never put it together. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. I get I get that a lot when people are like, "Oh, do you have a lot of money? The drug company? Drug like, money? Yeah. No, I don't. I wish I did. You yeah. should, you should uh, call him up about that. Well, what's that. funny is my sister... Like, Hi, I'm Jonah Bayer. My, uh, to the my sister actually went to get a prescription filled, and the pharmacist was like, this is crazy, but I just went to Germany to the Bayer, whatever, f- factory, whatever, and he was like, they kind of look like you. <laughs> oh. I'm not even kidding. And then she was like looking oh. up all this people, she was like, maybe somehow we are. And I guess they like own this whole town. Like It's like they're super... So your sister who's on SNL was recognized <laughs> because she, she looked, looked kind of like people who for being at an the heiress Bayer. to the Bayer fortune. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> but Jeff, I brought up <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I never think that yeah, that's a good point. I, that's good. I brought up this stuff about Europe because <laughs> I know you have written questions. This oh, is yeah. awesome. Benny is yeah. so, always um, so well prepared. Wow. I know that like well, I mean, you're, the name of your record is called Worry. Yeah. Um, again, I know you as a very jovial guy, but also riddled with some like, you know, you think a lot. Yeah. About we, we've, every, we've the just, first time we met, we got we talked about we talked about death. We, we talked about deep, God. We talked deep. about if if love is real. Like, yeah. Yeah. Deep. Great. Which I love because yeah, I was hate awesome. conversations that aren't that. Same here. At this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, the re- the real reason I brought up the podcast was they're currently talking about the battle of the Western Front right now. Yeah. And the fact that within two days, like 75,000 Frenchmen were killed and 260,000 wounded. Yeah. In two days. Yeah. And the idea that like... We've been at war in the Middle East right now for 15 years, and there's been 4,000 American casualties. I'm not talking about on the other side, because God fucking knows. scary. But, like, generally, I take from that the idea that, like, or even something Napoleon used to say. He's like, I spend 30,000 lives a month. That's the reason you can't beat me. And he was revered for being a leader for saying stuff like that. That is his quote. That's pretty intense. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, try to fuck with me. I spend 30,000 lives a month. What are you going to do? And and it's like the ultimate shitty chauvinistic wartime stuff. And the general consensus through the world generally now is that that's not cool. Yeah. That 75,000 people to, to protect the fucking border 
is not cool and this is inhumane. It's not the way things should be. Sometimes it makes me feel better. And I want you to think that way sometimes. <laughs> what, that, that, that the world is, that seems to be progressing? It is progressing. And if you look at it, if, if you like open the New York Times today, yeah. you'll close it wanting to fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Because of like the way information is given and how much information yeah. one fucking brain can even take. Yeah. It's too much. It is better. And also, I mean, and, and negative information keeps you coming back. Well, yeah. You know, like keeps you looking at those right. ads, baby. Like the reason all... I won't watch the fucking debates tonight. Yeah, I'm not same here. Yeah, I haven't watched the debates. I've watched yeah. uh, a little bit of it, but like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I won't watch. I've been watching. I don't watch that shit. I don't watch the fucking news. But I brought all this I can't, up, Jeff, you know, because I want you to feel better about things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, tonight I'm gonna go see uh, Chris Gethard's play. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. About oh, tickets. Go see that. That's a perfect thing to do the night right? of debates. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was that night. That's great. But yeah, sort of getting to what Benny said. Like I, you know, I also have anxiety stuff. Whatever. I'm sure we all do. Um, but do you have any like techniques like when you're like lying awake at night? Because like I've had stuff where my therapist is like, think about all the stuff you're worrying about, then think about how much of it happens. It's almost none of it ever really happens. Yeah. Like, do you have? Is that something you struggle with? No, like, I keep a. Uh, I ch- I keep a notepad next to my bed and I'll write down usually like the things that keep me up at night are more just like I've taken on too much and I can't get it all done mm. um and I just kind of like that kind of keeps me up at night a lot or that's like what will cuz you know I like I'll like drink and smoke weed and I'll sleep pretty easy at this point <laughs> uh but like what like I'll wake up at like 4 in the morning and just be like oh fuck I have all this stuff I have to do like I'll try and <laughs> Write it down, Bless that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't... Here, you want to... So bad. Thank you. <laughs> Great visual for yeah, those sorry, listeners. Guys. Should we tell the audience what we just said? <laughs> this is a very thick mustache. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so gross. With a little bit of... A little bit of no schmegma in there. <laughs> Say um, schmegma, Brad. Yeah, I don't... Schmegma. I can't do it, man. I'm too, you're making me too aware. <laughs> And I'm surrounded right. and I'm um, numbered. All right, so I, I, th- I think it's important to uh God, this and this is like I think it's important to talk to people about it, to actual people about it, to not talk to people on the internet about it, and when people Ooh. on the internet are talking about it, not to look at it, especially if they're on your side. Mm-hmm. Like it does, like, you know, um like there's a I don't know, at least for me, like somebody posts a news article, fine. Like I'll I'll read news articles and stuff, but once it becomes like just like this witch hunt on either side it's just like i don't like witch hunts so i don't fuck with that you know yeah. mm-hmm. uh and i feel like that's made it uh, that's made it possible for me to occasionally not think about it i don't know delude yourself into think that the everything's great i don't know or do you think <laughs> like you know you say like you wake up thinking about the work yeah and you know you keep yourself really busy like yeah you know even Going into this, like, and if you go back to like your old bands, like your your body of work on Wikipedia is like three scrolls down now. Like it's long. Like you've done a lot. You got of time sh- for those scrolls? Done a lot of shit, you know. <laughs> and like, I can't help but wonder. Like, do you think you've kept yourself this busy and driven? For that exact distraction, yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think that 
I think that once I realized that, I started doing it even more mm. um, because uh, I just feel like I've probably compartmentalized a lot of the anxiety and depression and uh, and like about not just about like stuff I'm dealing with, but like about world shit, like which is kind of what the new record, how that happened, you know, um, I tend to do. I compartmentalize that into music and into work because I feel like it's good to make something out of it instead of just letting it eat me up inside. Like, I feel really lucky that I've found, like, a creative way to deal with it that uh, brings joy to other people occasionally. Um, so I don't take that for granted. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to do that as much as I can for as long as I can, you know, as long as I'm doing something that I think is good, you know? Sure. I respect it when it's a conscious decision, you know, to like, well, when you're like, well, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's conscious every day that I do it, but I know that that's what's up when I think about there. it, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel like I feel but, wor- worse of it. Do you feel like, are you like on Instagram and stuff a lot? Yeah. I have to be because of yeah promoting the record. I feel like stuff. for some reason when I'm on it a lot, I get like more like bummed out or yeah. something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's I, like yeah. it's not reality. Yeah, you know, read, and it's yeah. a lot of ads snuck in yeah. there that are there to make you feel bad. Sure. So you have to buy something to feel better. Like that's the thing about advertising culture is that like it's just there to make you feel like you like what you have isn't enough. Yeah. Um. And there's no escape from advertising basically yeah. unless you live in the woods and uh-huh. don't have a fucking phone. And at this point, if you do have a phone. The advertising is demographically catered to you, and you yeah. don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. disguised as help. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or advice. God, do you guys get the uh, the um, ads on Instagram or Facebook for like therapy apps and shit and anxiety? <laughs> yeah, apps? yeah, yeah. Totally. They're ten oh minutes my a day. God, like, like are yeah. you are you kidding? Those ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. That said, I I haven't ever tried Joyable or any of those fucking <laughs> no, things. But I every did. time I look at it, I'm just like. I, tried, I want to burn the world down. I tried the meditation app. What is that? I read about it in the New Oh, uh, uh, fuck. I know what you're talking about. You know I think I have about. it too. Um, like they give you like... It's a nice Australian man talking? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I and can't you, believe it. They give you like it. 10 of them for free and you do yeah. like 10 minutes a day. And that I thought was cool, but not yeah. cool enough for me to buy it. Well, I mean, guided money. meditation is something where you're supposed... Like that's... I get that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. useful for an app. Yeah. Therapy... <laughs> or like, have you? There's other ones too where they're like, for X amount, which, you can text a therapist. Yeah, or like, you know, it's like, which I don't know if, if any of your listeners are use that stuff. Yeah, like, that, I don't know. Maybe it I does work. Maybe it does. Yeah. But I feel like my my therapist, like, I'm like, you got to know this backstory, and it is a long backstory. I'm 37 years old. Yeah, sure. like, it is not yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like, like, you know. I do think though, to we're older and we're possibly of a gen, maybe, and I've been thinking about this. We're possibly of the last generation. Who's not terrified of face-to-face contact. And, like, I do think, like, a younger kid right now often can have an easier time expressing themselves via, like, email or text than they could face-to-face. Or we're part of the last generation that is a little wary of contact through cell phone and sees the difference between Mm. face-to-face contact and screen contact. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just evolution. Maybe that's how... I mean, it certainly is evolution. Like, in 100 years, we'll be communicating globally, probably. Sure. You know? Well, like, we good, already are. Mm-hmm. Like, you think we'll just have one language in 100 years, or everybody will just... You won't need to, because you'll just translate it and shit. Yeah, that's true. That's you a know? good point. 
It does definitely make the world smaller. I hope it translates everything to Esperanto. Oh, Esperanto's tight. To just like dig, <laughs> dig in on William Shatner's vision. There, when I was growing up, my dad told me and Vanessa about Esperanto, and we totally thought he was lying. And this was like way when we were really young, and we were like, Dad's being crazy. And then we found out as adults it was real. Can you tell the listeners about Esperanto? Because es- I don't think it's, it's not super common knowledge. No, I guess someone, not. I, I was just listening to podcasts were talking about it. Yeah, I guess someone tried to create like a universal language. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess people, they said it's like... There are some speakers. It's, it's like the third most... Like, or it's like the number one most growing language, which I think like still doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like how many new languages are there. <laughs> but I guess, yeah. Most improved language. But I remember me and Vanessa... I bet Elvin is up there. <laughs> Lord me and of the Vanessa Rings were like, if, if this is true, then like what else are... Because our dad also thinks he's the first person ever named Todd. Like, my dad has all these theories. He thinks he calls himself the original Todd. <laughs> so it's like, we're like, how many things that we just thought our dad made up? Maybe maybe he is. Like, maybe all this stuff Why is Why does he think he's the original Todd? Uh... <laughs> He thinks he's that his parents named him Todd, and he doesn't think anyone was ever named the first name Todd with two D's before him. Have you proved right. him wrong? No, we me and Vanessa went on the best show on WFMU and talked about it this for like an hour. Yeah, uh, no, nobody's trying to disprove this. No, my dad's it? like a few years older than Todd Rundgren. I guess James oh, wow. James Earl <laughs> James Earl Jones's real name is Todd. But he must be older in your family. Yeah, Todd Earl Jones. He is, but my dad doesn't consider him a real Todd because he goes by James. He was uh, born Todd. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's so many holes. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. What is Todd short for? Anything? I don't Todson? think so. <laughs> Todd Wick? I think it's just, yeah. Uh, Todd Wick, I think. Todd Wick. Yeah. Todd Wick Bayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now, now that I know you have some German in you, too. Yeah. Todd Wick. Todd Wick Bayer. Todd Wick Bayer. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> so Jeff, are you are you going to be home at all? Are you mostly no? It, yeah, home for like five days. Yeah, uh, and no then, more bagels for you. No more bagels and pizza for me. <laughs> Got to get my fill. Yeah, we go on tour on October twenty fourth with Hard Girls and Katie Ellen. Okay, nice. um, which is Anika's, which thing? is Anika's band. Awesome. Yeah, and Hard Girls are just a great band who've been friends with for a long time. Um, yeah, it's, I'm stoked. I'm really excited. It's going to be a fun tour. I'm kind of curious to see. What it's going to be like, because the record coming out was kind of crazier than I thought. So yeah. it's either going to bring me right back down to reality or <laughs> nah. make me a big dickhead. So, Jeff, I don't think so, man. I think Things are time, different yeah. now. <laughs> I I'm can't tell be, if you're being sarcastic. No, I'm actually... Well, <laughs> you're saying it in a very weird, <laughs> ca- a very weird cadence. He's holding up an index card that says not Jeff. true. You're <laughs> no, facing it No, at I me. do think. I think like you're going to see some. And that's one of the reasons I asked about like it before because a lot of it's happened. Like what's happened. Like you've worked your ass off for so long and now things are going into another dimension of music for you. But you're like one of those guys where I'm so genuinely just even curious how you're going to navigate it. Well, I mean, I don't, you know? I'm not going to make music any differently. Right. So that seems like the biggest part of it. But how do you know? I mean, I will make Maybe music. Maybe if you're just I, so I will, highly revered now around the world that your way of looking at things. Is- I don't write. I, I know because, like, I have, like, a bunch of the songs for the next record already, like, started to be written. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, I just kind of, I write the way I write. So it doesn't. Like, it'll inform it for sure if anything happened, uh, but uh, I don't know. I Like, I I can't see 
I'm such a, you know, see, this is what you're talking about, like, in the studio. Like, I'm critical as fuck when it comes to music. Like, I can't imagine not being like that any time in the near future. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that, like, and I think that that kind of informs my records more than anything else. It's just, like, how incredibly self-critical and, like, every single note being important as I am. Um, which I, which honestly, like, I don't know. I'm not saying that yields a better result, yields a worse result. It's just how I do it. Oh, it definitely um, yields a better result. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, think. there's something about like a hardcore record with four kids playing in a basement with complete reckless abandon and just fucking up. And yeah, but that's not amazing, what you're doing. You know? You're writing songs. Yeah, I'm doing a different and, thing. And like when somebody's writing songs, well, I, I think, I think most good projects have at least one person who's got like, the visions seen through to the end. Yeah. And I think you like, I don't know who is talented enough to just walk into the studio and just make something so perfect without, without seeing it through like that. Yeah. And not everyone does that. So yeah. And you do that. Okay. Good. Well, you so I, I don't, for thank that. you. Thank you. Uh, I, I won't, I don't think I'm going to stop doing that. You know, yeah. God, I don't want to. I don't want to put out a record ever that I feel embarrassed by. Or you might go the you opposite. Know, that you like, might go Brian Wilson on us and like, like I, I, forty dudes and like and like bringing in like. I mean, I'm already there, man. Or like '80s Paul Simon. You're just gonna bring in like a, a band from the Congo. Yeah, how <laughs> sick like that be? Band. We've already Tijuana. talked about our next two records. One being an ambient record, and one being a cumbia record. So it's just <laughs> like. You know, we're, we're not taking anything too seriously at this point, I guess. Or we're going to make a sick cumbia record. I What's do, cumbia? Uh, it's kind of, it's very, um, I don't know. How do you describe it? It's like, all right. Don't ask me. You're looking at me like I know what cumbia music is. Uh, it's, you know, Mexican music. Okay. Uh, I believe this is like Kevin and Mike know who play in my band know more about it than I do. So anybody's listening, like I know about as much as somebody who has heard cumbia music a bunch of times and liked it and never looked up anything else. Uh, but it's got, it's, you know, that kind of like, like that kind of thing, okay. you know? Gotcha. Uh, like kind of like, kind of cheesy digital drums kind of thing, yeah. and then like horn section. Yeah. So we're talking about trying to make our version of that kind of thing. I hear thing. that music at the shop a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that that music actually began as a courtship dance practiced among the African. Um, oh, you did? You just knew this? Wikipedia pulled up here. <laughs> what? Oh, 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 oh no, I've sailed to these places <laughs> and I knew this. Jeff, and even more in something you really know a lot about, I've noticed that Al Bundy and Blue Chips <laughs> has been restarted. Our fantasy basketball league. And the draft set for before you leave for tour. Yes. Um, I'm stoked. I my, don't have my, any ideas what to do. My third year. Yeah. And I want to take it. Yeah. You, I'm surprised that you don't take it. Every year, you kind of come... <sighs> you creep up in the second half. I know. I've been competitive. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm kind of excited. I don't know who to draft. My stupid Knicks are so fucking dumb. Yeah. That I'm just like... Are you having a hard time with this Derrick Rose yeah. situation? Yeah, I'm having a hard time with our point guard like being accused of rape. Yeah. And, like gang rape, you I know? know. I dealt with that this year with Araldis Chapman coming to the Yankees. It's a... 
tough pill to swallow when you love your team and someone yeah. you don't want to support is on Maybe that it's team. easier for the Knicks because I don't feel like any Knicks fan could truly love the Knicks anymore because they've just burned us so many times. <sighs> so, like, I obviously I love the Knicks, but, like, I, I expect them to do what they did, but it still is always just a fucking disappointment what they do, you know? Yeah. Well, I've done a lot of basketball, fantasy basketball research. Hey, Benny's already. like a fantasy sports celebrity these days. What do you, you mean? Know this? Well, I have you're, you're a fantasy sports. You I know that you're, it. I'm not supposed <laughs> to. Benny's in a league with Stephen Malcolmus that I keep trying to like. Benny did a draft at Jerry Cantrell's house with Duff McKagan. Yeah, no, and, for fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Oh come on, who else? <laughs> uh, it was Duff McKagan, Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. No, that's who you want to be around. Any any sport, anything yeah. is Michael Rappaport. I know. I was very intimidated. I was very intimidated in this situation. I didn't say much. I came with my spreadsheets. I was like, you know what? Like, these dudes are all, like, entertainers and, like, mad famous. I'm like, you know how I'm going to make my way in this league? W's. Yeah. I'm going to put up a lot of wins this year. And they're going to be like, who's this new guy? How'd you get into that league? Randomly through, like, it wasn't even through music. It was... Well, it was through music in one way or another, but I, I had done a couple of things uh, for Sirius, a fantasy football show on Sirius Radio a couple oh, yeah? of years ago wow, wow. where I came on and did some analysis spots, and uh, I didn't soft. know if anything came of it, and then randomly a dude called me. He's like, yeah, I got this weird opportunity for you. Do you want to be in Alice in Chains Friends and Family Fantasy Football League? <laughs> uh, you would go to Jerry Cantrell's house in LA to draft. And I was like, yes, I'd like to join. So you didn't know anybody there? No. And that's what I was terrified. I was very do you intimidated. Think, did people, do you think, knew about you or Gaslight or? No. Probably yeah. like this kid's in a new rock I don't band think and they're so. like, yeah. okay, kind like, of thing. Yeah, like this guy's in, he's a music guy. Well, I mean, um, but I don't know, I don't dude. Know. Like, like, not to flip the questions, but. Bruce Springsteen is a fan of your band. So that doesn't that's, make Allison Chains know No, but you, I mean, like, you, you're, I mean, that's got to be crazy that to be on that level of awareness. You know, I know that that's not something that you carry around with yourself the way that you treat other people. Oh, I got wallet-sized like, photos of, like, I'll just hand them out to people. Just hand them out just instead of business cards. Me, like, super bald and sweaty <laughs> and stoned, <laughs> like, tucked behind, like, yeah. these two guys singing. But it's not out of the question that Alice and Chains have heard your band. Yeah, not at all. You know? I, I guess not. Scott Ian's from the area. He might know us. Oh, yeah. And I've... Is I, Scott Ian in the league? Yeah, and I beat... <gasps> Who else? Oh, my God. I beat Vinnie Paul <laughs> like last week. You beat Vinnie Paul? Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Vinnie Paul. Balls in the league. Oh His team's God. called like the Dallas Texas Brick Walls. Yeah, of, of course. course. Mad tough. <laughs> I'm uh, the Taft Rockets, which is the name of the high school football team from the best of times featuring Robin Williams and Kurt Russell. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you guys have seen this I've movie. I've not seen this movie, but one. I like I how either. deep that reference is. It yeah. makes you seem... Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That was what I was going for. I'm like, I want to. How long cut. did you uh, spend coming up with the perfect name for that? Team? It took a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was disappointed because I had a fantasy baseball team this year called DD Victorious instead of DD Gregorious, the Yankees shortstop. Thank you. I was very <laughs> proud of that one. That's good. And what's my name? What's your name in? Cantavius Caldwell Pope Mobile. <laughs> 
Because there was a guy on my team named Catavius Caldwell Pope was his name. Still is. Yeah, is is yeah. Still, is, hold on, let me check that. Yeah, still his name. Uh, what was yours? Your long live Drazen. Long live Drazen. Yeah. After famed European Nets shooting guard Drazen Petrovic. Love Drazen Petrovic. Yeah. yeah. Now deceased. Uh, do you like us talking about sports? I do. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea what you guys are talking about. Although my dad, in, my dad was in a fantasy ass. football league, and his team was called Leroy Kelly. Leroy Kelly. Are you familiar with him? No. He was a Browns player. Oh, like back, I think, like Jim Brown era. You mean uh, Todd Vic Bea? My only connection to sports is, is my dad. Is he the first Todd him. in a fantasy football league? <laughs> Maybe. It's possible. It's definitely possible. So what's your prediction for the league? Who takes it this year? Mike Park? Okay, yeah. So we have a league with Mike Park, uh, John from my band. Uh, Matt from Sidekicks. Yeah, Matt from Sidekicks. Uh, John who plays drums in a band called Shinobu. I guess it's not. It's more of like a friend's league. Your lady. Yeah, uh, Ginger. Good. Yeah, Christine's good. Ginger, who played in Good Luck, is in mm-hmm. it. Um, my prediction. Oh, John, of course. I think if Ginger focuses, she could take it. You do? Yeah. All right. Ginger every year is doing awesome, and then Southern Cap is like, last year she got fucked by you, not in, not intentionally, but like Yahoo dropped. DeMarcus Cousins oh, from her team yeah. for some reason. And she didn't she wasn't paying attention every day, so she didn't know it happened. And you had picked it up and like two weeks later, she, she was noticed. like, Wait, what the fuck? And I was and um, I rode DeMarcus Cousins back. And for then like it was and then as the commissioner as the commissioner, what do I do there? You, you know? take DeMarcus Cousins away from me if you feel like it. But like but... It, you had it and it was just Wait, like how did I should have flipped to drop it for her. Yahoo fucks things up sometimes. Yeah, I think she would drunk drop Demarcus Cousins. I I think it was a mistake, I, and you got to hold people accountable for their mistakes. I want I kind of want to get her on the phone because I saw it last year, and I'm like, whoa, Demarcus, can you call her right now? Is and that see not if she'll right answer? Yeah, please. Yeah. So so here's yeah. the scenario I'll lay out. So basically, last season we're at the beginning of the season. I had a poor draft. And Demarcus Cousins is a player for the Sacramento Kings that you would often take within. Last year, the top 20 picks. This year, the top 10 picks. Yeah. Um, he's gonna... Very valuable player. Still on the Kings, right? And I'm like, whoa, what's DeMarcus Cousins doing out in the waiver wire? Pick him up. Scoop him up as quick as I can. Got him on my team. I rostered him. And essentially, his he, he won me a lot of weeks last year. I mean, yeah. He was very strong. Very good. Now... No one would knowingly draft. No one would knowingly drop DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. It was either a it's mistake. It's like dropping Steph Curry. Or yeah, gotcha, like you just gotcha. don't do it. Usually there's even a lock on players like that where you can't drop. I take the lock off because oh, I don't do. like when players get injured uh, uh, that they won't let you drop them right, right the fuck away. Gotcha. You know? So, so all right. So I guess she didn't answer. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. But I got to be honest with you. I think it was a loose finger on the mouse. I don't think Yahoo did it to her. What was there a conspiracy? No, Yahoo screws stuff. You never had anything mess up with the Yahoo app. They mess up scoring. They do stuff like that. Nah. But but they, accidentally they, they've like, dropping. They've like added and like I've had things happen where I've tried to add players. Like it tells me the time I can add the player, and then it doesn't add the player for that day, and then I'm fucked when I'm here's in the playoffs. a major question. Is this terrible for your podcast? No, it's There's fine. There's some basketball fans. <laughs> Here's a major question, though, about this, it. Well, no, who's a real hardcore fan of yours if they're still... When she <laughs> dropped when she dropped the Marcus Cousins, was it a straight drop or was there an ad? Straight drop. 
Uh, I don't know. I never went back and looked at it. Because that, that is the key to the puzzle, I believe. Oh. A straight drop, I'll be like, God, okay. That- this is why you need to be in the Facebook group with some sort of alias, just so we could have uh, this argument. I don't have Facebook. I know. It's right. You were right. We're wrong. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, just texted me. Oh, she did? Yeah, this is... Uh, this is dumb. I'm putting my phone Okay. She can't, pick, <laughs> she can't pick up. We'll, yeah. Maybe in part two. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the comments. Yes. We'll put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. So any non-basketball. Uh, yeah. Anyway, number one pick this year is either Russell Westbrook or James Harden. You think? Consensus. You think Steph Curry is going to be injured all year? No. but Not all year, but you think he's going down? Uh, I think there's no way he makes it through the whole season. Yeah. And I think the same thing happens. What where about LeBron? Same. LeBron, LeBron, really? LeBron just like... LeBron did what he needed to do. He's getting to that age now where LeBron... They're all pulling the Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was a great power forward for the Spurs, won many championships, very long career, almost 20 years. And him and his coach developed this system for the last six, seven years of his career where he would sit random games, limit his minutes through the regular season because it's not hard to make the playoffs in basketball. Pretty much half the league makes the playoffs. So if you're marginally good, you'll at least get into the playoffs. So these guys... Especially in the East, if you are... in the Eastern Conference. So a guy like LeBron is going to do what he has to do to get a decent standing in the playoffs, and then he's going to turn it on and ramp it up. Interesting. All about championships for him now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's why the regular season for basketball is too long. Can, can I go to a game with you this year? Hell yeah. I re-upped my seats. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah. First row, second deck now. Oh, yeah. nice. Aisle nice, seats. Nice. And you know what? You get to watch Jeremy Lin. Do you like Jeremy Lin? Yes, I like Jeremy Lin. <laughs> and I'm very excited <laughs> to the point. And I, I mean, I think this is one of the smartest signings ever because of the, it's not a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering so in the landscape the of the NBA, they should have, actually. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of money. And the thing I'm noticing is, like, Jeremy Lin is good for business, man. He opens up, like, this whole market. I have a podiatrist named Dr. Cho who doesn't hit me up very often unless I need some work on my feet, obviously. He hits you up if you Dr. need work Cho. on your feet. <laughs> texted me to see if I still had my net season tickets because he's such a big Jeremy Lin Oh, fan. shit. Do you think that gets free visits for you to the podiatrist? I am happy to trade tickets yeah. for podiatrist yes. visits. I got to tell you, Jeff, too, my bunion's been hurting lately. Oh, yeah? They have. They have? I need a little footwork. I'm going to get... I, I think I'm going to go get a massage after this. Yeah, well, I that Smith Street Band record was two months in Ooh. the studio. Straight, Ooh. pretty much. Um, and then I went right from that to playing two record release shows. So I'm just like... You're cranked. I'm aching. And I shot you a music like video the last two days where I was running for a lot of it. <sighs> just like, oof. So you're going to go for an hour. Um, I don't know. This would be the second massage I've ever gotten. So I'll probably go for something that's like shorter, maybe half hour. Can I recommend something? What? Do the hour. And make sure... <laughs> And make sure that they hit your feet. Mm. I got my feet oh, hit. That's yesterday. nice. Gotta hit your feet. It's okay. been an hour I on got... feet. I just want to. I want to thank you guys because I was going to ask if you could, you know, just say something really interesting at the end of all that boring sports talk. 
<laughs> and you did it. You talked about going to get a massage. Yeah. And so that was <laughs> worth it for everybody. God, God, damn, it. God damn it, Brad. <laughs> I, I, I tried to I pull us out a few times. I know you did. Yeah. You, did. Not. you did. And you know competitive sailing is a sport, right? <laughs> Your little fucking boating shorts. Okay. So Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Did I tell you I got, <laughs> I got uh, beat with Oakley's yesterday? No. I went to the Russian Turkish bathhouse and they did this thing called Plaza. Yeah. It's and, and the website. You said, went yesterday. Yeah. I texted you yesterday to see if you wanted to go today. To do it today. I yeah. can go today. <sighs> I've never gone. I'm dying to go to Where this, is the it? Russian. It's on East 10th Street. Let's yeah. go. Naked everybody. Ancient history, and my man. Russian neighbor I ran into the other day who had just been there. And he told me something amazing. That made me want to go again. It was the reason I texted you. He said... I can go anytime, man. I, I just think, couldn't go today. I think he called it the Banya. Yeah. Yeah, the Banya. Yeah. And he said, you know what they say in Russia? There are no generals in the Banya. It's like the Russian barbershop. It's yeah. like yeah. everyone's oh, equal yeah. and awesome. And I'm Dude, like, the the pots that they lie you down in the Russian room and this guy, Victor... Just dumps freezing water from the well over his head. Then he dumps water on you and it's like super hot. And then he has these oak leaves... Oak dipped in something and he just kind of beats you with them and then you flip over and he beats you, you stand up it's this whole thing and then at the end he goes good and you're like yeah it's good he's like how much you tip me and, he, <laughs> and, I, like, and I was like ah, I don't know 10 bucks he's like 10 bucks is good and then you, <laughs> you go upstairs to pay and they're like alright so Victor said you're giving him 10 bucks I'm like yeah Jesus like <laughs> is this um is this no clothes or uh, bathing suit bathing suit yep Okay, but I yeah go. let's go I'm let's pick a go. day and go I'm really dying to go I've been to the uh, I went to a no clothes at all in Korea. Wow. Oh, I did that too. Yeah. Yes. How great That's was it? The, it was the best. Jim Jalbe or dude, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Wait, you went to the one in, in yes. Seoul? Yes. The one that has like the fire room and yes. the ice room yes. and like yeah. It's like really big. Yeah. You can you can sleep There's a food there. Court. You yeah, can yeah. sleep there. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. It's yeah. it's one Man. of the cool I actually went what? twice. I had sleep. eight days by myself in Seoul. Hold on, I want to talk about <laughs> basketball again. <real. laughs> Let's talk about another subject no one cares about. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh yeah, it's please. amazing. I I love it. No, no, tell your story. And it's all like it's all separate men and women yeah that whole thing yeah did you have any issues because you had tattoos or no no i didn't okay but i'm 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 a white boy so i think they're just like was that a thing in korea that's a thing in the the korean spas yeah really um is it yeah i mean everything i read and i thought it was i i don't know maybe more in china i thought that was japan maybe it's japan for like aesthetics or they're worried that like your gang stuff but i think it's like one of those outdated things that people still sort of do yeah you're not i mean getting i think tattoos in korea are illegal okay Um, but that said i know a korean tattoo artist who like gives tattoos and i think that's how he makes money so right it can't be that illegal you yeah know? didn't because laura was getting a bunch of stuff done i think so on her neck over there I, you know what i also recently read was like it's okay basically to be jewish and have tattoos now yeah and get buried whoa yeah someone posted some article at uh schultz's tattoos down it the was, block it was someone world post, war ii i saw someone post something huh? online it was like, world war ii yeah they're like this is cool now like, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, something shifted in the cultural policy when so many people with tattoos had to be buried in Jewish yeah. cemeteries um, after World War II. Oh. If this yeah. had happened 20 years ago, I would have, like, just, like, hot dog. I would have the yeah. dumbest tattoos You could still get dumb tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I guess Let's I go. could still get, get dumb a hot tattoos. dog. First my, idea. Be the my guy. rabbi aunt translated my first tattoo for me. So I had, like, what I thought was, like, religious clearance. Yeah. 
to go. She was like, basically, you can't be buried in a reform cemetery if or a conservative cemetery. If you don't care about that, then get your tattoos. That's nice. I was like, yeah, I don't care about that. Progressive woman. Yeah. Pretty cool. You're a progressive guy? You are. Sometimes. My wife thinks I'm a little old school. <coughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Why is does. that? She, uh, I think there are certain... Th- I have like... And I don't know if you run into this. I have like a strict moral line with certain things. What's wrong with like, that, that, like dining and ditching? Sure. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah. like I think sometimes this makes me come off like old school. I How, don't know what it is. Because you have values? Uh, Fuck that. Yeah, you're not you're being non specific. Staunch values. Yeah, I was supposed to give a shout out to uh, Bob who stayed in my apartment uh last night. We got a bagel this morning and he said, Give me a shout out. What's Yo, up, what up, Bob? Bob? Hi, Bob. Bob. Yo, get up on them bagels. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you to Jeff Rosenstock for coming by yet again. Yep. Love Jeff. Uh, Again, uh, Jeff will be on tour all summer, um, all all of May at least. I'm sure he's doing more stuff this summer, but he will be in Europe all of May. um, And he's doing a bunch of shows in the UK at the end of the month. And of course, Joan and I will be flying to Croatia to see him in Zagreb. Yes. Is that the right way to say that? I have no idea. Zagreb? Zagreb. Zagreb. But yeah, definitely if you're you're a, a... uh, European listener of the podcast, check out Jeff. Um, check out all of his records. Check out his band Bound the Music Industry, and check out his latest album Worry on Side One Dummy. Which, uh, fun fact, my friend Casey Lee's on the cover of the record. That's Casey a fun Lee fact. from from Fake Problems. <laughs> Great guy, really good guy. I really miss him. I used to group text with him a lot, and then he got a flip phone, and that was kind of really hampered our relationship. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's the story there? Is it... Uh, I don't know, really. I know a couple people that have, I think, in a reactionary way, right. been like, fuck this, I'm getting a flip phone. I, I prove. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I was listening to a podcast with a guy who did it, and he was like, he's like, I can only use Uber from a computer. <laughs> like, he's like, I can't even use Uber. So he's like, if I'm getting picked up, I can use my computer. But he's like, if, the- I, if I'm, if I'm like leaving home, I can do it. But, but- if I'm out, I can't use it. <laughs> I okay. I do approve of the of the rejection of, but the truth is, is that like I hate talking on the phone. Like texting was a blessing to me because you can still text, but you have to do that T nine. You text with the numbers, yeah. Like, like, yeah. but you know what? What I've heard is actually like I felt like when I had that, you could get going pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, but I think more like... once you get back into it, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might not be for the worst. I don't know. <laughs> I do feel like I don't know. Whatever. Uh, check out <laughs> this is check out Jess podcast. Uh, Jess podcast. Oh, Jeff does have a podcast. Back hey. to the island with Chris Farron. I've been on a few times. Well, maybe we should put a link on the podcast. We should. It's, did you ever see that? Did you ever hear that one? It's our Lost podcast. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. It's great. And then they have a I know pod- we've talked about and it. And then they have a podcast about that podcast called Back to Back to the Island. Yeah, we talked about it like the first time Jeff Probably. was ever on the podcast. Yeah, it's great. You guys should go back and listen to it. Um, support Jeff. And you can also support us afterwards if you want. You can donate to us, Venmo at Off Track. Um, you'll see Brad's name pop up. Do that. Um, any amount or you can uh, just tweet at us, leave us a nice review on iTunes say hi to us, whatever Um, thanks to Jeff for coming by and we'll be back with another podcast next Wednesday